The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during this or any broadcasts belong solely to our guests or our hosts. These broadcasts do not represent or reflect the views of their employers, sponsors, or affiliated organizations. Welcome to the Flipboard EDU podcast with your host, William Jeffrey, where we collaborate, communicate, and educate with the greatest educators in the world on Flipboard. Let's start the show. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey, and burnout is a real thing in 2022. COVID-19 has taken its toll on our profession since its onset in 2019. The pandemic has shifted education in more ways than anyone can fathom. What started out as an opportunity for educators to gain 21st century skills has morphed into educators finding new professions. A new survey by the National Education Association says that COVID-19 pandemic is causing long-term problems with shortages in the teaching profession. My good friend Joel Garrett graduated from Texas A&M University with a Bachelor's in Business Administration and a Master's from Lamar University in Educational Administration. He has been a teacher, an assistant principal, and a career and technology education director. Joel and I work for the same school district where he managed the career education program. Taking a page from his own book, Joel decided to switch careers and go after his passion for financial management. This is one of those life choices that educators often don't think about until it's either too late to retire or it's time to start thinking about changing their career. In this conversation, we speak to Joel about changing careers during the pandemic and what educators can look for if they decide to switch professions. We also talk about how his role as a CTE director prepared him to be open to new opportunities outside of education. So like we always do about this time, let's collaborate, communicate and educate with the best educators in the world right here on Flipboard EDU Podcast. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey, and I have another amazing guest here today, Mr. Joel Garrett. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, brother. Thanks for uh, having me on. Yes, sir. Good morning. Hey, man, tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself. Okay. Long story or short story? Best story. How about that? Yeah. For those of you that don't know me, which is everybody, my name is Joel. I'm a wealth management advisor for our firm's called Wealth Standard Financial. We're located here in Houston, and we work with families and individuals and business owners on a variety of financial matters. And that's just the current where I am now. But as far as some background, I am a career change. I spent 15, 16 years in education. I was a teacher, a campus administrator, a district level administrator, and I did a career change about almost two years ago during the pandemic. And this is something I had an interest in, something I've always thought about doing, working with money and just learning more about how money works and how it operates and just learning that skill set. Made that change early on in the pandemic. It's been a whirlwind, but I'm having a great time. And just personal, I'm from Houston and I am married with a wife and two kids, two little girls that I think are 
probably out there giving them a run for their money right now. But that's a little bit about me. My man. <coughs> hey, man. So I met you when we worked in Lamar Consolidated and you were over our the CTE department there and you did an amazing job. So let's talk about as being a CTE director. When working in such a capacity, why does career and technology, why is that such an important component of the American school system? It's, man, it's real life. It's the preparation for what most of us do the majority of our adult lives, which is work. And it gives kids an opportunity to explore different types of careers and, and just to try to figure out something that they might gravitate to and or something that they might gravitate away from. It gives you a chance to explore and see what you do and don't like. And it, it's a very important program. While I was in the program and while I was over for the district, you just started to see it gain more and more and more and more importance because a lot of people realize that there's not one path for everybody. The four-year college route is not for everybody. It's great. There's other options. And it gives a... CT just gives kids that option to explore from starting in the middle grade levels. Excellent. You guys did a very good job of pathways for students to get involved in career and education and technology. So before that, you were a teacher and you were a campus administrator. But to go back to what happened during the pandemic, what motivated you to start looking towards your dreams after making it so high within the school? I think it was a perfect storm of things, a combination. There were some push factors. There were some pull factors. Like I said earlier, I've always had an interest in this field or interest in this type of material. And it's something I would study off and on or read about off and on, something I would gravitate. And then during the pandemic, I think what happened during the pandemic, and it, it just shook things up. And you saw this in a lot of different industries. You saw, you've seen the change. There's some industries that haven't recovered yet in terms of finding workers, because I think what it did is it made people rethink what they wanted to do. Some things started happening. Some changes were taking place that made people probably made their cheese get. And so in my case, it just made me think, it started to think about some of these changes and the way things are going now with in education, some good, some not. I figured why not take a chance on myself, step out on faith. My wife and I, we believe in stepping out on faith and taking that leap because if you don't leap, you don't know if your parachute's going to open or not. So I just took it as an opportunity to say, hey, I'm at an age where I'm not too old and I'm not too young to try to make a change and do something else. And this is, like I said, this is something I've been interested in. And I figured, let me take that leap and and go for it and see what happens. So you represent a number of about a million plus individuals who started in education and then left, as a matter of fact. And it's going to be actually even worse next. What advice can you give someone who's going to transition into a new role? Like the motivation for what What could, What advice can you give? I think my advice would be to do your homework. Do your homework on what you're interested in going into. Make sure that it aligns with you personally, aligns with your, your core values and aligns with what you want to do in life. Of course, compensation is great and those types of things, but you want to make sure that it's something that you believe in and something that you feel is going to be valuable to others. I would also say to make sure your uh, number ones have your back and your number ones are in full support. My number one was in full, it was and it still is in full support because the, the vision, she sees what we can do and what we what can do, what this can do for our family. And you make sure that you have that support and have that real support and that they understand all of the uh, potential consequences. The, the shift that I made, it was pretty, you know, I would say about as drastic as you could get because of 
you're just going from one field to, to another field in some ways unrelated and in some ways it is because teaching is teaches crosses teaching crosses boundaries it crosses everything but i would say that it was a different one because i had to not only learn a new skill set learn some new skill sets i had to take some exams i had to study and i had to go from that professional mode to being back to being. And I had to do that for a while to get myself in a position where I can do, legally do what I'm doing now. It takes a lot of uh, homework, self, self-study, self knowing what you're looking for and having that, having the support behind the ones that is going to impact immediately, not just. Hey man, I really like how you tied all that in with education, going back to being a student and then knowing specifically focused on what you wanted to do. Now your wife is an educator, correct? Yeah. Yes. She's, she's a principal, right? Yeah. She's a elementary school. Yes. And during the pandemic, you guys made that shift. I think that's also very important that you take, that you also say that, that foundation of family is important because that's important to you. Now, going now as a, you did that yourself, moving all the way from the pinnacle of where you could be in education. I guess my real question is advice for students. So if there are teachers who are listening to this podcast, who are trying to push students into looking at careers the way you did, what advice can you give them? For the teachers themselves? Yes, Yes, sir. This this pretty much, this ties really directly in with what CTE teachers do. And within the CTE curriculum, at least when I, during my time, there was different career paths, career pathways that we would have set in place that a district has set in place for students to study and to explore. It can range from ag to engineering to business to culinary automotive, all of those areas. But early on in that are basics about not something, in some cases, not about that particular pathway. It, it, it explores other areas and other avenues just to give students the big picture and the broad picture. So I would say for teachers to do their best to give students a big picture view of careers. And then, then of course, dive into what you specialize in. And and also give kids an opportunity to see it up close and to uh, experience it in the CTE. It was very experiential, very, very hands-on. And it, it involved, sometimes it involved going somewhere. Sometimes it involved bringing something into the classroom, someone into the classroom. So that's the whole point of CTE is to get kids to be able to immerse in the field. So I would say for teachers to do the best that they can to go outside of brick and mortar and give kids opportunities to experience particular fields, give them the big picture field, but then also give them a chance to get hands on. Gotcha. That's great advice, Joe. So how is your current profession like teaching? Like you had to become a student, but how is this? What are similarities do you have now? Oh man, just being able to break down complex things and complex matters to the nitty or to the bone gristle to break things down to the fine minute so that people can understand. In finances, in financial planning and financial advising, we as advisors, we try to stay on top and study market conditions, different types of solutions. And there's so much that comes at us that we, we're trying to keep up. It's not unlike teachers. They have to stay on top of their game and stay on top of what's new and fresh in the industry. So we have to do the same as well. So it's pretty similar in that aspect. But as far it's also very similar in terms of, like I said, making, helping people understand these issues. Sometimes we take for granted, people don't know the things that we, that the things that we study and the things that we study to try to help other folks. And we think that everybody knows this. Everybody knows about this type of solution, this type of product, this type of strategy, this type, 
this tax implication or understands this and that. But we people know a fraction of that because that's not what they that's not what they immerse themselves in on a day to day basis. So like teachers, you have to be able to bring it down to a level to folks to their understanding. And that's what happens in the classroom as well. I would also say that it's pretty similar to education in that we work with individuals and you work with people on a ongoing basis. Say, for instance, for financial planning, if we were to get if someone wanted to put a financial plan in place that has a long time, a longer time horizon and they want to get themselves set up and they want to get themselves set up for the short term, but also for retirement in the long term and for their for their estate and for their heirs. We work with them on a on an ongoing basis with that. And we and together we collaborate and set goals and decide, OK, by the time we get here, this is what we want to happen and we want to see happen. And that happens in education, too, when when you get down to working with students on an individual basis and you track their progress, you monitor their progress and and together you work to see what, you know, okay, what do you need to do from, to get from this point to this point? And so it's pretty similar in that. Excellent. Man, that's pretty deep. Hey, man, as educators, we know we work. But as you've been in it a little while, you got to retire. And I know you cannot give financial advice at all. I, I totally understand that. What are some of the things educators should be looking for as they approach retirement? As they approach retirement, I would, of course, especially here, to, to be on top of what TRS has and what TRS has to offer. TRS does a great job, I think, of being aggressive and putting teachers in a position to where they can have a, a comfortable retirement income stream. But I would also, for educators that are approaching retirement and really well in advance of retirement, to look at different avenues to have different income streams for retirement. If your district offers a 403B, that's a great opportunity to put more away to supplement your TRS. Look into, if you if you don't have a 403B, look into IRAs, a personal Roth IRA or an IRA to enhance your retirement or to supplement that TRS. I would also look at some ways, to, if possible, delay your retirement. If that's something that you could do or something to, because if you delay your retirement, that just gives you a longer time horizon to prepare for retirement and have the income streams in place. I would also look at ways to work with professionals to help you in advance. I think some of the some of the danger in education is that we may rely on TRS. I got TRS is coming out of my check every two weeks or every month or whatever. So that'll be there for me. And they do. It's there. It's, it's locked in. It's an annuity. It'll be in place for you when you decide to retire. But I think it helps to also consult with other professionals, accountants, financial advisors, lawyers, to make sure that you are setting insurance professionals, setting yourself up as best as possible for a comfortable retirement. Technically, some people can retire, um, and if they start teaching early and they say they start teaching right out of college, they could retire in their mid 40s, mid to late 40s. And that's pretty early. You know, that's that's pretty early. So you want to have a plan in place. I can't imagine. That would be me right now. If I retired, okay, what am I going to do? My life expectancy, Lord says the same, is to be here until upper 80s or mid to upper 80s or even beyond. Knock on 100. Why not? So what am I going to do with that time during all of that? Am I going to do something else to add to my retirement income? Am I doing enough early on in my working years to stash away and stock stockpile to be ready for that retirement? So I think helping it helps to work with professionals and it also helps to really be on top of what TRS is doing and what it has to offer for you. Man, like I said, to look at other look look at other avenues to supplement your 
retirement. You did say you can get down to the bone gristle, and that explanation is great. Would you add anything to that for a new teacher coming into the profession? I would say if you're new, young, fresh into the profession, be aggressive with a TRS is already going to come out, but be aggressive in other ways to 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 put away for your retirement. Try to keep expenses low, of course, expenses and debts low so that you can have the money to put away and to supplement your retirement. I would also say to take advantage of your youth and young age. Look at life insurance early on while it's cheapest. When you're younger, it's cheaper. Look at some of the different varieties of life insurance to to supplement, not only to protect, but also to supplement what, what you're trying to do for retirement. So take advantage of time as your ally. Time can be your ally and time can be your enemy. So try to make the most of time while you have it. And, and to look at other things, if you feel like, okay, work through my retirement and I'm still young, start to prep for if you want to do something else after you retire from education. You know, what might be something that's congruent with what you've been doing in education? Or if you have another interest and you want to do something totally different, do the things that you can early on to prep for that and try to have a long-term vision and long-time horizon. I know it's hard sometimes because a lot of times we, we're here, we're in the here and now and we see what's right here in front of us. There's a lot, the longer I've lived, the, the more I get to wishing that, man, I, I wish I had thought about this a longer time ago or started making preparation for this back then. So try to use time as your ally and take advantage of it while you have it. Using time as an ally thing, especially during the pandemic, a lot of us really start to focus on the here and now. But what's more important, I think, that came out of the here and now is that there's, there isn't a solid future for a lot of educators, whether we look at investment or whether we look at health, bodies, body health. There's some things that came came to my life. Hey, man, I got to get it together. Because the COVID actually just really made it a brand new awareness for me. Do you work with educators who have a new awareness about themselves after the COVID pandemic? In some occasions, yeah. And it's just tough. Like I said, COVID, you know, was almost a great equalizer. And it made it challenging a lot of industries. Challenging and made it challenging, but also in some industries, if they were smart, they adapted. In this one, in this area, in finances and financial, financial advising, it gave a lot of advisors and a lot of RIAs or in advising firms the push to modernize and incorporate more technology mm-hmm. so that there's there's some advisors that they're pretty much strictly uh, remote advisors. And because of the reliance on Zoom and Restream and these types of platforms, it forced some change. It forced folks to think differently and to meet people differently and meet their needs differently. And in some cases that it, it was a value add. As far as educators, it is challenging. One thing I noticed is that things were there were some changes put in place to deal with the pandemic as it was at that given time and it was changes for the good some to just to survive at that time and to just keep pushing forward but one thing i noticed is that some of those changes didn't stay in place and i saw it as an opportunity to modernize public education some districts do it some are offering more more opportunities and more ways for education to be delivered it's it's challenging because i know there's funding issues and sometimes it's a matter of what the state will fund but some opportunities i think were missed to put things in place permanently 
going forward to make education a little more, a little more attainable for students. Educators deal with these challenges. You know, I hear stories. I, I still have a lot of educator friends that deal with how to deliver education when kids are so transient now. And they were yeah. transient before COVID, but now your kids that are at home term, and I know this a lot, they're at home and some just disappear off the radar. Yeah. So if districts could, and in, in, in public education could figure out how to adapt and utilize some of the things that they had to do, and make them more part of what they just do on a standard basis. I think it would give students, make things a lot easier for students and teachers. Excellent. That's excellent. So what, where can our listening audience find you at? I think probably the easiest way is to go to our website and I would screen share it if I had that opportunity, but it's a wealthstandardfinancial.com. Just a little bit about the firm. It's, we're an independent firm. We are under LPL Financial, which is the largest broker dealer in the country for independent financial advisors. It's a firm started, small firm started by my one of my good friends in high school, Brian, and we're we're both Houstonians here. And he's been a financial advisor for 20 years. But this is his independent firm, and he has there's four others of us. We're all independent financial advisors. Standardfinancial.com, and there's plenty of information there about services we offer, and also about each individual advisor. Of course, I'm on LinkedIn and I'm, of course, I'm on uh, Facebook. Just type in Joel Garrett and you'll find me. Joel Garrett, my man, my main man. Is it anything? Yeah, yeah. Check out the logo. I see you, young player. I see you. Oh, man. I used to have fun working with you guys, man. I miss y'all, man. We were, I think we were trailblazers, place where we were. So that's a good thing. Yeah, we had some good times, man. And you, myself, and then some others that I know we think of and probably still t- stay in touch with. But uh, I'm going to call him Dr. Doc. Michael Mills. Yeah, Doc. <laughs> he was one of my favorites, but just tried to do do what we could, improve programs and make life better for kids. Yeah, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. All right, man. Well, thank you for coming on the show. And it was great talking with you. I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Are you a teacher who wants to start a podcast? The Podcast Planner for Teachers is your go-to resource for planning and brainstorming. It's packed with templates, worksheets, and checklists that will help you plan out your show from beginning to end. You don't need any experience or special equipment, just an idea and the drive to make it happen. With this planner, we want everyone who has ever wanted to start their own podcast but didn't know where to begin. We want every student in school today to learn about podcasts as they learn about other forms of media like TV shows and movies. And most importantly, we want teachers everywhere sharing their stories with students across the country through podcasts. Now is the perfect time for educators everywhere to get involved in this exciting new medium. Let us help guide you along the way. Click here now if you're ready to take control over your future by starting a podcast today. Do you know what time it is? It's time for Flip Tip. Today's Flip Tips are brought to you by the homegirl, Terry Porter. Flipboard and hashtag, are they a match made in heaven? Well, if you're a Flipboard curator, then you'll be searching for content on Flipboard for your magazines. Don't just stop at regular searches. You need to search using hashtags on Flipboard too. This blog post can be found on medium.com and in our Flipboard EDU podcast magazine, Written by none other than Terry Porter. Hey, Terry, thanks for sharing. Flipboard fam, thanks for listening with me on this episode. I want to thank Joel Garrett for talking with us about switching careers during the pandemic and being aware of our retirement as educators. 
I also want to give a huge shout out to Aileen Laylor and Crystal Vanderroom on the editorials on the Flipboard Educators blog. Remember to subscribe to our Flipboard EDU magazine on Flipboard.com and listen to the art of curation hosted by Flipboard's own Mia Quadrilo. That's Flipboard's Art of Curation podcast, which is found on all stations, just like ours. You can follow our podcast on every major platform and share our podcast with an educator or colleague. Our podcast is available globally and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, want to say happy Black History Month. And until next time, family, 